welcome to <laughs> so this week's episode. I've had to press play because these two are just having a rather <laughs> inappropriate conversation. I so. wasn't. I was merely not even trying to listen. That was Lauren. It wasn't all me. Lauren just chatting away inappropriately. So not we've like started. No, we've started the podcast. <gasps> Come on, girls. We're focusing our minds now. Focus, focus, focus. How is everyone? How's everyone's week been? What have we been up to? I feel like we've, the main, obviously, we've not been up to much, but no. we have had a very special birthday Woo! in the Tot household. Well, I say Tot household, but of course she left us uh, for her, yeah, her hometown in the land of Wales. So Lauren turned 27. Right, sad. 27's a good year. It's been a good year for me. Yeah, well, you said 27's been the best year. So hopefully the best year is yet to come. 27, I think, for me, when I turned 27, it was was weird. Age never really bothers me at all. But I just felt, I was like, okay, I'm 27 now. I need to make sure everything in my life, like I want them to be there. Yeah. And ultimately, I had a switch up. <laughs> you did, you did. And then here I am. I feel like... Up. I feel like in 27, I've grown a lot in, into yeah, you adulthood have, in terms of, li- like, living... I was living on my own before, but, like, paying rent yeah. and doing all of that and just knowing who I am and what I want. Yeah, well, your life has transformed a lot, I think. It's very different. Yeah. Well, my, my, so 27's going to be a good year for you. Hopefully. I, I feel, can tell. I, going from 25 to 26, I don't feel was like... No. It didn't feel like that big of a jump. Whereas I feel like going from 26 to 7, yeah. it's just, it's that inch closer to 30. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, it's a bit scary. It's a bit daunting, but. I, it's, it's, I we're going to embrace it. The, oh, 100%, 100%. Um, it's like, because when you round up. It's like late you 20s round now. Up now, yeah. 27, you're rounding yeah. up to 30. 26, you're rounding down to 25. Yeah. No rounding up is necessary. But it's we're fine. going to have a good it's year. Fine. It's you're exciting. It's three whole years you've got. Can I just say, you're in your 20s. I know, I know. Like, imagine when you're 57, 47, I even know. 37. Like, let's just appreciate you are 20-something. Mm. Yeah. Okay? One year wiser. One also, year wiser. As you get older, even more beautiful. Even more I don't beautiful. know about that. As you get older, the the t- the difference between ages feels less because, and this is why time goes quicker, because it's a lesser proportion of your life. So do you know, like a five year old, yeah, a year to them feels so long because they've been alive for five years. So one year is a fifth of their life. Right. I've never even thought but about when that. we're twenty, we're twenty seven. So one year is a twenty seventh of our life. When we're fifty, it's a fiftieth of our life, which is why time feels quicker because it's each single year is less proportion of your whole life. I have actually never thought about it like that. How wild! That How is crazy. Funny. It's quite clever as well. Very clever. Shocked it came from me. Wow. <laughs> no, that didn't no. obviously originate yeah. from me. <laughs> I heard it. But that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, so it what did you what did you do for your birthday, Lauren? Nothing much actually. I've been on a little two week detox from alcohol. Mm. So Love I had that. a very chilled weekend. Went back to Wales. Uh, you know, just went out for some lunch. Had a facial, went to the spa, had a facial. Lovely. Um, which was really nice. Just a really chilled weekend. And I feel like 
it was needed because we've mm. got some exciting plans coming we've got busy up. november and december yeah the next the next few weeks next starting off months. with your birthday party so yeah we've got some birthday celebrations on friday which is going to be exciting so where are we going for that we're going to the prince like we did last year there's about 30 girls on the loose in the prince so please <laughs> arrive there with caution if you're planning on <laughs> yeah if you want to join us come to the prince come to the prince um no but that's it'll be, be fun. fun it will be fun um it's just so annoying it closes it a I know, we were saying this the other day, weren't we? The Prince closes at 11. The ship oh, closes at 11. Sorry, I just remembered last year we had to leave the Prince, didn't we? Yeah. We went to that... Percy's. New, the bar yeah. that they had opened. It's like a sister bar to the prince yeah, in Kensington. and that's when all the rugby boys mm. so there was like a team oh, yeah. from like ex new zealand rugby players yeah. that they're were now playing blacks yeah, yeah that were playing in europe and obviously oh, they're one, playing france. They're france once lauren they? spotted them where well, there was no seeing her again that <laughs> night oh, i'll no, tell you that for free i did um, not see her again i got some free april spritzes oh did you now mm, yeah. that was funny an invite funny. to see a rugby game my sister was like obsessed She's ex like rugby player. Oh, she yeah, was obsessed that they were mm. rugby players. So rather she wasn't flirting or anything. No. She had a boyfriend. She was but actually she was just like them asking them questions. like proper rugby yeah. questions like the whole night. We oh. bless them. They probably well they when, when we got there they were they told us they weren't rugby players. They were like we're fruit pickers or something. We pick grapes or something. And then we were like what? Knew they were rugby players. We sensed it. Oh so sorry that's just reminding me. And we have not pre-planned to talk about this, so you may be like, no, please don't talk about this. Oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I, no, it's nothing bad. On your birthday last year, that guy, so you oh gave God, your yeah. guy your number. Yeah, so, yeah. So we, 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 were at, we were at the Prince last year, um, and can you tell I like the Prince? Anyway, okay. there was this guy, and he was sitting on the table next to us, mm. And, you know, we were getting more and more drunk. And I think we someone was taking a picture of the group of us at one point. He was like, would you like me to do it? And then, he, so he kept coming back and forth. Mm. We kind of got, we chatted a little bit. And then, uh, I don't know, I gave him my number or something mm. or my Instagram. I think it was my Instagram. And um, so then we were like texting a little bit afterwards. But um, I was in Wales. He was in London. Yeah. So, you know, we didn't go on a date or anything. So he's a, he was a professional cricket player. Oh. Anyway, oh. it just fizzled out. I mean, it wasn't really going anywhere. Yeah. A year later, like last, like, so last week. In the last week. Yeah. He messages me saying, Lauren, like, I never got to take <laughs> you on the, on the tour of London that I promised you. Yeah. A year later. How crazy is that? I These know. people just popping up. I mean, yeah, he must have, right no offence, but he must have really gone down his list to yeah. be like, well, I literally from a yeah, year ago. Yeah, I just we, wanted we to do these, maybe a month. like, do boys set reminders? <laughs> because it just feels very calendar It's coming up to her birthday. It's coming up to her birthday. Mm. This was the time I met her, message her, she might be going to the Prince again. Lo and behold, absolutely, yes, we are. <laughs> we are going to but the Prince But it's again. like, imagine he's in the Prince again. How did he, I know. that's so weird. It's like, so bizarre. A year later, you could be, you know, engaged it was, to someone else. It was else. so random. Messaging like we never went on that date. Well, sorry, who are you? I know. Sorry, yeah, it's been 365 days, replied. Brian. I'm not surprised you haven't replied. It's a bit rogue. I know, it's very rogue. So, yeah, so that's anyway. coming up on Friday. So that is going to be fun. And yeah. we can celebrate Lauren's birthday. Ooh, We're going to have a cute little second birthday oh, yeah. day on Friday. And yeah, that'll be Exciting. fun. So we've got that to look forward to. And just quickly before we go into the dilemmas, we may or may not have a couple of, <laughs> a couple of dates on the horizon. <laughs> Hot girl summer is 
here again so if you we remember took a hiatus if One you obviously into. listened to the podcast previously we took you through our hot girl summer journey and that consisted of quite a few dates um, <laughs> but not per person i feel, not like, that I feel like it dates. sounds like a lot it more than it was, like, it was like three people each it, yeah the how Ish. weird it was three people each Ish. i had three lots of two dates i Six had dates i had three lots of dates hmm <laughs> yeah anyways um so what's nice is that <laughs> moving on what's nice is that lauren and sarah um both have dates on the same day so it's just like summer we're gonna pre together we're gonna have a little girls night in and then off you go i'll pack i'll pack the bags and send them on mm. their way um and we'll I'm see a, how it goes yeah I'm, I'm, we're not uh, yeah i know sarah we're not sure if we, we don't know for 100 percent sure if it's going to happen yet and that's fine if it does it doesn't. i think it will I think and if it doesn't it doesn't it's fine like i think it will i know. think see, so for context this is my You've had a problem break, is oh. well no yeah we did we had a break from dating i had a break from hinge i just to, in all honesty i can't afford to be going on dates yeah it's a lot of time it's a lot of energy it's a like lot you, of effort you said to me and you i just prefer really to wasn't do, bothered you prefer to spend your money on your friends absolutely than on a random yeah, date. yeah like i know now i have to choose one or the other so obviously i want to spend it on nights out with my friends and yeah. doing that um which is what i've been doing and i just couldn't i just wasn't remotely bothered about being on hinge or going on dates and then I thought, okay, let's just browse Hinge. Yeah, let's so just have a browse. Here we are. We're now, um, yeah, have arranged a day for next Friday. So my my problem is is I don't like texting. Yeah, and we're texting not frequently, but a lot in one go, mm. like long messages. And I struggle with that kind of texting. <laughs> I think you've been good so far, though. Yeah, I have so far because it's been a short amount of time but keeping yeah, it up for another week it. is what stresses me out i no, know you'll be it, fine. it is better when you have a date and you just get it done it, it sounds bad but like get it over and done i, with. Like, I love texting Although i know lauren's a texter so my ex-boyfriend i ended up texting for about seven months before going. Well, exactly <laughs> <laughs> how can you complain about a week that is true maybe i think you are going to go on this date and I think you're going to have Let's a fun have a time. positive mindset. We're going to so. have yeah. a positive mindset. You're going to have a fun time regardless of it, whether it goes anywhere. You're getting yourself out there again, which is good. And like and we said, exciting. like we said earlier, Sarah, is that the longer Sarah. you do not yeah. go on, the longer you're out of the dating game, the harder it is to get back in. Yeah. yeah. So she's just, she needs to just get back it's out, just like there. out there. It's hard. Exactly. It's a hard refresher. in winter. Yeah, it's hard in winter because it's dark and it's cold. So we need to just have a little taster every now and That's then. That's the problem. I've gotten too comfortable with our princess blanket and candles <laughs> at home. I mm. never want to leave the house. Yeah, I but know. imagine like that this goes well and you go on a second or third date. Well, it's Christmas. The dates will be Christmas. I know. You, you can need, go to like Winter Wonderland. You need to or get like, them in. It's moving too fast, guys. <laughs> this is moving too fast. Let's okay? move let's We're going to go on. one date at a time. Let's move on to our first dilemma, girls. I can see Sarah's getting uncomfortable. I'm getting antsy. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting scared. I'm, get, I'm going to cancel. No, you're <laughs> no, not. You're just going on the date. You're going on the date. Okay. Love you. We're going together. We'll keep you posted. We can't even talk, talk about it in the next podcast, though. You're going to have to wait two weeks for an update. Oh, Our yeah. tots are loyal. Oh no! Yeah, because ne- by the time we record oh, next yeah. week, we've still not even been. Oh yeah. That's what I mean. It's miles away. It's not that far away. Anyway. Anywho. Anywho. Okay, so before we start this week's podcast episode, it's time for our disclaimer. Please remember that if you have any specific concerns or you're in a situation in which you require professional or medical Mm -hmm. advice, you should consult with an appropriately trained and qualified specialist. 
we are not trained to give advice in any way whatsoever. This podcast consists only of our own opinions based on our own life experiences and may of course be completely wrong. Probably is. Just three regular best friends loving life. Okay, dilemma numero uno. Hey girls, hope you're doing well, loving the pod. Thank you. Thank you. That time of year is approaching again and I wanted to reach out for some advice. I have been with my boyfriend for six years now, ever since uni, and we moved in together two years ago. Our relationship is great and we are going from strength to strength, but he never lets me spend Christmas with him. I completely get it. He wants to spend Christmas with his family, as do I. So I understand him not wanting to come to my family's house instead for Christmas. But I have offered to go to his and I want to go to his, but he won't let me. I have met his family a few times, not loads, I'll be honest. But the Christmas thing really bothers me. I just want to be able to spend it with my boyfriend. I have provided so many different options for him, including me arriving later or in the evening. And he just says that he spends his Christmas with his family and that's it. I didn't mind as much when we were younger, but I'd like to think I was his family now and I start to worry what will happen if and when we get married and have kids. Any advice would be appreciated. Have you had a situation like this before and is there anything I can do about it as it really puts a downer on Christmas for me? Thanks, Camilla. Fake name. It's not Camilla. It's hard, isn't it? Because for me, uh, like Christmas is, you know, a really important family time Mm. and I in previous relationships I've never gone Gone. to a boyfriend's I've always said that I will always be with my family at Christmas I'm happy for you to be with your family at Christmas but I'm always going to stay with mine but surely there must be a boundary to that but then you know ex-boyfriends have said okay well I'll come to yours you know and I'm or I'll come to yours for boxing day and I've been like of course you yeah you're more than welcome to you're more than welcome to join our Christmas day Mm. but personally I'm gonna stay with my family but are you can you confidently say you're gonna have Christmas with your family every single year so me and mum when you get married me and mum were talking about this the other day and I was saying Lauren I was saying like you know when you i want to spend christmas with you and um obviously when you're in, when you get married you have to kind of like split it compromise you, you know you go it's to called w- compromise yeah. babe and i was like <laughs> do i have to compromise mum and she was like yes lauren and i was like i want to spend christmas with you forever oh, so i lauren. i personally find i would find spending christmas with some christmas day i don't mind the other bits mm. but christmas day i would i would find that really hard to spend it with someone but else but would right. you um but that you what have to compromise. Mum said I have to compromise. <laughs> Would you, if they were refusing to come to yours and you've you've been together, let's say for you don't maybe you don't have kids yet because I know that's going to make it more difficult. But say for example you've been with someone for ten years, you've done all of these Christmases apart. You you married now. Yeah. Do you not think that? No, I would think it's weird if he if he's, he's been not to yours. No, I'm talking about you, oh. Lauren. I'm talking about you. <laughs> okay. If he's been to yours and he's saying, "Please, I, we're married. Like we we ha- not have to, but I want to spend Christmas with my wife. But I've not seen my family yeah, for five years. So I'm, I'm not married you. at this point. I'm asking right now, you, I'm not married. I would have to compromise Darling. if I was married. Yeah, you would. I would compromise if I was married. Yeah. Okay, if you weren't married, but you've still been together ten years. It depends on how. Yeah, it depends on how long we've you been together al- for. You could alternate it. So mm. one year with them, or one even year with your family. We probably. I'd have to do like a one year Christmas separate, th- one at yours, and then one at his, because then you're only away from your family. Or you could invite all families to your house. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's focus anyway, on, focus on the dilemma. Camilla's dilemma. Was it Camille or Camilla? Camilla. So what I have an issue with here 
is. Now I can understand, like I can understand if he didn't want to spend Christmas with your family just for the reasons mm, you've just yeah. said, Lauren, because let's be honest, you're still, you know, it's a six year relationship. It's a long relationship, but you're still young, um, etc. The issue is, is that you have said, look, I am willing yeah. to come to mm. you and I will come to you and I will spend Christmas with your family. You don't have to change your plans. I will fit in around mm-hmm. you. And he's saying no. Yeah, yeah I like, find that weird. That's, that's a weird. bit weird. Like what's yeah. the, if there's a reason, then fine. But what's the reason? Exactly. What is the reason? Because, because it's, 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 it's upsetting it's nice to say, I don't, you know, no, you cannot come. Because to Christmas, Christmas to me is like, the more the merrier. Yeah, like, yeah, if you've got, I liked it when I went growing up when I had lots of family, family around yeah, or, you know, and it it's so nice when people bring, you know, girlfriends and boyfriends mm. and because yeah. it's just one of those days where like, you're going to accept there's going to be probably family drama yeah. or people are going to be drinking too, but that's the but fun of it. But also so it can fun. be a bit quiet as well. Yeah. Like if you're a family of, you're an only child and it's just the three of you, like that is quite quiet. Yeah. You'd probably want you know, more people. Yeah, and having extra people just makes it, it just like makes it fun. More festive, and people that you don't ordinarily fun. see, yeah, it's, it's always family that you don't see it that often. Yeah. Um, I agree, that is bizarre. And the reason being like, it's it's family time. Like I get, but I'd be interested to know, is does he have brothers and sisters? Are their partners yeah. going? What's his family dynamic? Yeah, because that hard? would be even stranger. I just think some I, people are quite precious about these things and only have it that they're very strict in their traditions. Mm-hmm. They only they have to have it a certain way. And maybe his maybe it's his family. And yeah, that find out where it's know. stemming like, from. It might not even be him. No. Like, it might be his family saying we don't want you know yeah you know people. But at the end of the day, you have been together six years, so yeah. you are a part of the family. Yeah. And like you said, what's going to happen when you get married yeah. and stuff? Are you I not know. allowed to go to their Chris- Christmases when you're married? Because well, that's exactly. weird. That will know. And if you've got kids, that's not going to be possible. So maybe it's understanding what the rules, as it were, are and give a hypothetical situation. As I was just probing Lauren there. Um, <laughs> on, okay, well, if we're married, will we spend Christmas together? Or if we have kids, we're going to have to spend Christmas together because obviously we both want to be with the kids. So what will that look like? No, of like? course. And I think kids I think even more so. Like, but Understanding yeah. the boundary. And I know that it's hard mm. because it may feel a bit um over the top at this stage but i don't think it's just understanding the reason behind it who it's coming from is it coming from him is it coming from parents and why yeah why? digging in a little bit deep i mean i'm sure you've already had this conversation i mean like we always say like you need to have the conversation and just you know be honest about it and just say well how will it work in the future then and yeah you know i really want to spend time with you and he obviously loves you he's been t- you know mm. you've been together for a long time it's about getting to the bottom of the bottom of it yeah like seeing yeah. actually what is going on here who is where is it coming from it's really hard for us to to say what I to know. do when um you know we don't know the conversation that's been had um but yeah i don't i think it's not really something you'd break up with someone over. No. So it's just kind but of it like... But it's just upsetting and it, it is, so feelings. So yeah, so it is just being honest and making sure like he's aware of really, like truly how you're feeling and how it actually really upsets you. It's not just a little thing. Yeah. Um, and if this happens, obviously, in other circumstances, in other situations, then maybe it is a bigger problem than... It's not mm. just Christmas. It's actually a bigger problem. You know, yeah. does this happen at birthdays? Does it happen at weddings and parties? And Exactly. Because then that is a bigger problem. You need to be honest with yourself if you're glazing over to other times this has happened. Like you say, you've seen his family, but 
okay, are you actually coming to all of these events? Is it just Christmas or are you not actually going to any of the well, events? Well, you know, she said that she's met the family like a, a few, handful, a handful of, times. of times. So I think in six years, they have met a them lot. a handful yeah. of times. Yeah, it's not a lot. Yeah, so then so it's actually what, maybe, maybe it's they, a bigger problem. Maybe they see you as a stranger, which is why yeah. they don't want you around for Christmas. So it's working on that relationship. Like okay, well, can you go, can you see them more? Can you go for lunches and see them throughout the year so that you build the relationship and the trust with them to almost it's really, not earn a seat at the Christmas table, but do you know what I mean? And it's, and it's really nice to like, I love to get to know my boyfriend's kind of families and stuff. Yeah. I, I love getting in with a family. I just mm. think it's so like, I yeah, I just love it. So you're a family person, aren't you? You're a family girl. Yeah, but I think it's fun and it's nice. Like you get, you like almost no, get like a is. second family. So And it's fun where we obviously go for boys. It, that they love, like, their families always love having, like, yeah. a girl around. Yeah. It's, so, that's nice. So that it must be upsetting not to... For yeah, me, not to I have would that be upset not to, like, have that. And yeah. not be, so, you know, being let... Like, almost being let... Not being allowed to be let in, if that yeah. makes sense. Cause, and I guess, yeah, it's, like, not giving you a chance in, in you know, in, in terms of... In kind of belittling your relationship. Mm. It's, like, we've been together six years. Six years. We're serious. Time, yeah. So... Let me eat some of your turkey. <laughs> Let me come round for Christmas, for God's sake. Let me sake. come round, I'll bring you, you love. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, I think that is the key. Sort of like seeing if you can kind of yeah. bond with them more throughout the year. Yeah. yeah. And, and if it, it is deeper. a bigger problem, then actually making sure you address that. Right? It's yeah. not just a Christmas thing. It's actually all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't know how much help that was, no. but um, thank it's you for writing situation. it yeah, in. Thank and you and we wish luck. you all the best. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Ah! And a Happy New Year. And a Happy <laughs> New Year. Okay, so next up, not a dilemma, but we have a little a little dating segment. Not us, don't. Not us. Calm down, don't get too excited. <laughs> no. um, but it is a dating... Some interesting findings. A little dating segment, and... It's something that both um, me and Sarah had, I think I'd, I, we we spoke about this earlier because we yeah. both come across it and we thought this would be good to share with you guys on the pod. Mm. So Sarah, do you want to tell us, I mean, first of all, where has this come from? Where did we hear about this? So we heard about this um, on, I talk about this podcast a lot. Um, well, Paul Brunson and Stephen Bartlett, you know, two of my fave guys, you'll probably know that by now. Paul Brunson does Very the affirmations that I talk about. Stephen Bartlett, we all know Stephen Bartlett. Um, so they did a podcast and I was listening to it and he just, it just spoke so much sense. And I, like, I know that the three of us have had these conversations in the past. Like when I said, oh, I'm like, I'm taking a break from dating because it was, I was like the cost, the effort, everything, like it's not worth it for me right now. And he basically, Paul basically summed it up really well that it's, everyone Every single first day, pretty much, is set up to fail because, or there's at least not necessarily failing, but for some disappointment. Disappointment, yeah, yeah disappointment. And why? Because he said first dates now are made into such an extravagant thing. Like, yeah. Firstly, we see on TV, so like outside influence, we we're seeing you're getting, you know picked up in a car you're getting flowers you're going for a three-course dinner it's bougie it's you're wearing you know you've had your head and you've had your nails it's like done, impress, you're getting a new impress, dress. so we're seeing that and then i think i can speak on behalf of the three of us we make a lot of effort for our days yeah, in do. terms of 
you know, we, we're planning our outfit in advance and if we don't have anything we feel good in, we're buying something new. Mm-hmm. If our nails are somewhat outgrown, we're getting our nails done ahead of schedule. <laughs> if, you know, we're washing our hair specifically, blow drying, styling, using all of our best makeup, like, we I'm put- sorry, can I just interject that? When, when Sarah's washing <laughs> our hair, this, this could mean for Lauren washing her hair for a second time. In the day. It could the, mean that. It really in could. the same for Sarah, day. It means washing her hair for the first time that week and I'm fuming about it. I wash my hair once a week and that's enough. If I'm washing it twice, I'm pissed off. No, Whereas really. Lauren's twice in one day. Twice so in one day. Carry We're on. For, so spe- for a special there, occasion. So hair. So I'm doing it for a special occasion and I always wear my hair up and it's the whole styling and all of that. And I know Nails. The thing is... Tan. Tan. The tanning How regime. can we forget the tanning? Sometimes we actually have to buy tan. Buy tan for that. And I... How much do you think we're spending on an average day? If we're buying an outfit, I think in tan, prep, nails. it can... Oh, if we're doing the whole shebang, it can be £150 just I mean, we prep. do the tanning and the, the nails mm. we do anyway. It anyway. We, we do it anyway. It's not just for the dates. We do keep yeah. on top of that on a weekly... Well, you know, we yeah. do keep on top of that. However, you know, it is specifically it planning is. when I'm going to tan for and the day. And it's planning your... The day almost rules your whole week then because you're thinking, okay, well, the date's on Thursday, so now I'm going to have to tan on... Tuesday and do this on Wednesday and roll. It, can't, it takes over it takes a lot your, of days. You, you start thinking about it on Monday. So that... You've got to get your hair schedule yeah, in and, and, exactly. syn- and synchronised for the day. Yeah. And I saw something, just before you get into your point, I saw something that was like um, a guy, it was like an interview and they were going around to people on the streets and they said to a guy, should a guy pay for a first date or yeah. should the girl, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the guy said, no, the guy should pay for a first date because the girl spends so much money yeah. in advance that of the so day. That's so true. When the yeah. guy literally just throws on an outfit. Yeah, yeah. So The true. girl has, could have spent 50 quid in, yeah. in prep for the day. So why, and he was like, so I'm going to pay for the day. so that, true. I've never then, thought about it like that. But then like, there's an argument that girls choose to do that and girls can just throw something. Like we very easily could go on a date and not spend any money in prep. Sure, very true. But then I'm the not going to get a second date if I do that. Yes, you are, Lauren. But I do think the expectation is more on a girl yeah. than a guy to really be looking good on a first date. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you arrive with no makeup on and your hair up, I don't know. I just think there's an expectation there to not arrive looking like that. Yeah. And nor would we want, we want to, to arrive looking like that. But yeah, we do spend a um, lot of so, time, money, and so there's, effort. So there's that investment in terms of, yeah, exactly, the time, the physical cost, and the just the, the mental preparation that we're doing. Then there's the cost of the actual date. So basically, first dates cost so much, and it's made into this huge thing... When actually, if you just bring it back down to basics, you're meeting a stranger. And then he says, what's crazy? So Paul Brunson is American. And he says, what is so crazy about British culture is everyone's getting pissed to go on a date. So you're getting drunk (laughs) just to be able to speak to someone. And I was like, that's so true. Like, again, guilty. We all do that. We all have a glass of wine before we go. Yeah, everyone feels like... And you know what boys boys do a lot, which I've realised, is that before they go on a date, a lot of times I've been on dates in the past, they've said they'd just come from like drinks with with the boys. So they go for a beer with their friends. Mm. We did that once, didn't we, Sarah? They'll meet you on a date. We went to... A Gypsy Moth. The Gypsy Moth before... um, um so yeah so that's the other thing is that we're also getting drunk just to be with this Mm. person and also then going for drinks sets the expectation i mean paul didn't say this this is my own um 
my own realization is when you're going for drinks you're then kind of expected to be out for the whole evening it's not really the done thing to say after an hour okay two hours okay finish thank yeah, but, you yeah but it's the why whole should, evening yeah thing. why should that be the case i guess that's the confidence thing so he's saying so he's saying that this is why first dates are more set up for failure or disappointment because the amount of cost you put into it, not just actual money, but everything else, is so gr- is so high that you expect that cost in return, mm. which may be, you know, someone to sweep you off your feet. It may be a, a boyfriend at the end of this yeah. process, a husband, you know. It's not a, a, good, in- it's not a good investment. But then it's at not the same time... I totally agree with that. But then at the same time... It could work out. It, it could work out. Yeah. And like, if a guy just suggests, you know, let's go for a walk for our first date, I get why you would do yeah. it. But then I would be kind of be like, yeah. I want them to impress me. Yeah. And going on a walk, you're not really impressing me. No. Well, this is... On the first date. On the first date anyway. Yeah, I'll happily go on a walk, at, you know, second, another time. third, fourth. But, you know, first date, mm. the impression is nice when someone makes just so makes much pressure. Effort. My view's changed on that. I have, I have oh. to say, my view has changed on that. So I think that, and this is what he, Paul, basically says. So then he, he goes on to say he loves a meetup. And I think we've spoken about this before, but basically just arranging a meetup to do something where it is 30 minutes to an hour, literally like a chemistry mm-hmm. vibe because he says, when you're going for dinner, if you're going on a dinner date, you're not at a date, you're at an interview, which yeah. I completely understand. Going on a walk, doing an activity, doing a meetup, going for a coffee, it's it's not an interview, it's a chat. It's, and it's yeah. in such a more normal circumstance yeah. Yeah. than arriving sit- at a date, yeah. sitting opposite, sitting asking opposite question, each answer, other. question, answer, question, answer. Getting drunk whilst you do it to then figure out if you like this person the next day. Well, you're not going to know if you like them because you don't know. this. They've given you the, the best version of themselves. Yeah. They've given you a drunk version of themselves. You don't know what this person's actually like. So he's like, he loves a meetup. And I started thinking this before I listened to that, but that cemented it in my mind. Although now I'm going to be a hypocrite because on Friday, <laughs> I think I'm going for drinks. But I said to Lauren okay well next time I go on a date I, I am so like I want such a chill date where I'm not you know you've done a lot of drinks dates haven't I'm you? just bored of getting drunk yeah. with strangers <laughs> I want a date that's like super chill we're doing like an activity or a walk I'd be so on board and that doesn't like mean it doesn't activity. have to involve alcohol activity's fun yeah it doesn't mean it, it isn't going to involve alcohol it means that we're drinking at a much slower yeah pace so we might do an activity and then and I know it sounds so like naff and three months ago I'd be like that is no, so cringe like, someone takes me to crazy crazy golf on a first date like that's my worst nightmare but now I'm like I just want to do something where yeah. you can chat to someone and see what they're and just, like and not, just cut not, yeah cut through that initial yeah. kind of fakeness in yeah it's exactly fakeness, but it, it's not the true version of yourself necessarily and it's seeing if someone's fun and it's like it let's be, get yeah. let's just cut straight to the point yeah. who are you this is me you know if you don't like me for me on our first day yeah. without you know all the toys well, and whistles the glitz and glamour and the alcohol i do yeah, i was gonna say i do think sober dates are a good idea because it does like you you do find yeah. out whether you get on without, without the, the alcohol. alcohol because alcohol you know make makes you well makes me a lot more confident oh, and makes me you know i can talk a lot better i think mm. probably when i have had a drink but you need to know one of my ex-boyfriend said on. on the first date with him i was so quiet because i was nervous yeah. but you know we still had a really fun time but like i do think having a sober date is 
a good idea because you do yeah and i think it's super daunting it is daunting and then that's the 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 final point on this is that he then says for women more so it like cuts out it like filters out the weeds because if if you're if you're saying shall we go for a walk shall we go for a coffee and that guy replies and says no well, it's yeah, filtering well then you, out. You've got your yeah, this, the this point was, then you this know, point was really good. Yeah, and this isn't coming from me. This is coming from Paul C. Brenton. <laughs> um, he basically Let's says, on him. "Guys, suggest drinks because it's then a higher chance that you might go back with them." And that's what Paul said. He is, you know, a relationship matchmaker. That guy, you know, it's just like this is just the way people think, and so that's why guys like to go for drinks is because maybe it is historically you've got more of a chance of going back with the person like if you're mm. going for a coffee at lunchtime you're not obviously going to spend the night with that person so it's oh, this idea not. of you kind might. of we <laughs> it's the idea of weeding out that weeding kind of person which i think that you're not think is good yeah which is interesting so i did say that's what i really want to focus on for my next day here we are currently arranging drinks for a friday night for the next day but but he, something thing to is, he'd, really think he about. probably has never thought about this no. he probably thinks what do I do on a date? Oh, we we'll just go for drinks. Like that is, and I, what, yeah, you know, and I, it's not like I've said, "Can we go for a walk?" And he said, "No, no drinks." No, like, no, he's, no. Yeah, he he probably thinks that's what you yeah. want. Yeah, exactly. you, you put the ball in his court. So. Absolutely, and I'm very happy. And you're taking a step back with this date. You're going to let him organise yeah. it, yeah. and we're not going to be putting. You know, we're going to try and take the approach of not putting too much kind of thought and pressure into well, it. Well, I want to go into this one, like everything that we've just discussed, doing none of that, like yeah. not having this expectation yeah, and not like all of the prep and the planning. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Like, I have clothes I can wear. It's going to be super mm-hmm. chill. Like, that's, that's, I'm going to feel more comfortable going into it that way, I think. Yeah, and then if anything happens, great. And if not, fine. We've not exactly. built up our expectations. Exactly. So yeah, thanks for that, Sarah. So it was quite interesting. It was a whole. It was a good podcast on a whole. It was long, but Paul Brunson, Stephen Barlett, it was. Um, we would advise listening. It's just super to interesting. It. It's super like psychological about your attachment types from being kids and stuff, and who gets on best with who. It's just interesting. That's why how we've worked out that how we, we're so compatible, isn't it? Yeah, me and you, Sarah. I'm an avoidant attachment type, <laughs> and Lauren is an anxious attachment type. We need to talk about that on a yeah um, separate episode. occasion. Yeah. We do. We'll do that maybe next but, week. Okay. That's why we we'll come back to that. Gel. That's why we gel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sarah. So the next segment of the podcast um we have a rebound dilemma update so if you remember last week um paula wrote into us about feeling like she was a rebound i mean she's called herself paula here um yeah she said that she felt like she was a rebound she wasn't she didn't know she didn't know sorry yeah she wasn't sure how do i know a rebound they've been dating for quite a while yeah um he'd just come out of a relationship but he'd come out of a relationship and they'd been away together yes that was it like a long weekend thing yes yes so paula back in she's written back in so thank Thank you you, paula Paula. so she says hello you wonderful ladies paula here again and yes i did use a fake name last time yay i wanted to firstly say thank you for reading my dilemma on your podcast a few weeks ago after listening to your advice i felt confident enough to raise the topic with the guy I i had been seeing this conversation led to him telling me he needed to work on himself as he had things going on and so naturally we are no longer seeing each other. Oh my, oh my god. god. Oh. Although I have not Do you know se- what I'm proud of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, so get, into you. we'll yeah. get into that. We'll get into that. 
Although I have not said this to him, I am aware that as things at work started to get busier for me and family issues were getting me down, I really did rely on him for a lot of my happiness. Mm. And I think this contributed to the end of us dating. Uh, and then in brackets, not the sole reason, but I do recognize my part. That's very oh, mature. Yeah, it is. That's so mature. Wow. Okay. Ultimately, it's a lesson I'm still learning, trying to find that balance between wanting to do fun things with the person I'm dating all the time mm. and still doing all the fun things I enjoy without that person. Especially when the free time I do have is so little due to my job, I work in education. Yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd recommend a book that I listened to after after we ended things that really helped to put things into perspective. Oh, I love this. Love that. Uh, apologies if I heard this recommendation from you guys, oh. as I can't remember. Oh, we love that if you did. Uh, she, it's not one of ours. Oh, she says, amazing. It's called Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies and Other Rituals to Fix Your Life. I'm going to read this book. Um, she says, wow. 100% worth a read or listen to the audio book. And if it was your recommendation, thank you. It was a blooming brilliant book. Oh. Thank you once again for the advice. It really helped me to, to move forward in the situation, even if it wasn't the outcome I had originally hoped for. Take girls, take care, girls. Paula. Wow. That's actually made me a bit emotional. Very I'm proud of you. That yeah, was very proud of you. Super, super mature. That's and although so it wasn't hard. the outcome you wanted, at least you have an outcome. Yeah. You have an answer because there's nothing, nothing, nothing worse than being in limbo. Yeah. And I think that's what the three of us kind of live by is let's not avoid a conversation because mm. you're just going to end up in limbo we need and we say like okay we need to go into this now we're c getting an outcome from i know it. and i've really tried to live by our advice yeah. in that if something like kind of bothers if something were to bother mm. me yeah um like to just to just say, say it, it. Yeah. yeah because the longer like you carry on it particularly in like a relationship or a situationship yeah you don't realize how it affects you the and more it can you cause resentment the more you absolutely push that down so first of all so proud yeah. of you yeah. for being honest because it's, that must have been you, so, so hard. hard and also you can never ever regret that because you can what we always say is i don't want to regret not doing something if i'm going to regret doing something hang on I don't want to regret ever not doing something. Yeah. I would prefer to regret say some, saying yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. And it not being the outcome that and you it, wanted. Yeah, then to not yeah. say something and then regret it. So Definitely. first of all, so proud that you actually were honest um, and raised the conversation with him. Because like we said, it's about, it was the right time to do it. Yeah. Um, and anyway, there is no set time. If, if it's how you're feeling, it's how you're feeling. And second of all, the fact that he's now said he wants to work on himself mm. okay great thanks thanks for being honest back um but like you wouldn't have known that no. if you hadn't no. raised this conversation how long would it, would it have gone on for gone a on few for. more months you could, it could have but gone on I for think months it could have even gone on for a year this is stereotypical but i think with guys they do i i don't know this is super stereotypical but just from my experience i think girls can recognize okay i need to work for myself i'm going to remove myself from the situation because it's right for me whereas i think guys get comfort from having that person and actually i will stop harping on about paul brunson but he said <laughs> women are so ahead of they're so much more emotionally intelligent because we have support systems. I saw that. And like when we go on dates, we're talking about it. All of our friends know we're going to go on a date. It's on the yeah. group chat. Um, when, we're getting, you know, when we're things getting go feedback. wrong, we're constantly, yeah, the feedback loop. It's called the feedback loop. Women are constantly getting feedback, feedback, feedback. They're talking about what they're doing and they're getting feedback. Men aren't. Men have it on their own and they're never, ever, ever getting feedback. So where your guy, I don't know if we gave him a name or he had a name. He obviously had a name. Um, <laughs> where your guy 
maybe knew in himself he needed to work on himself, but you were maybe the support and the feedback loop for him. He wasn't going to let that go. But equally, luckily, he had, I don't know if we're calling it the decency, but I think, you know, it's very good of him to say, actually, I need to work on myself yeah. right now. It would have been better it if he'd have approached you. Yeah. But it would have been good if he, at least he had raised it with you and sooner. But at least, you know, you know, he did sort of say it when you addressed it with him. But like we said, this could have gone on for longer and you could Absolutely. have got more hurt down the line. And yes, it is such it is such a shame when you like someone and it ends and it's not the way you thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But you've he's obviously not the one for you. No. Because no. Because or or not the one for you right now because um it, it would work out if it was supposed yeah. to work out. And it sounds like you've learned a lot about yourself in say, terms of you then said, looking experience. back, I was too reliant on him. Yeah. I was really busy. And maybe you were not seeing friends as much, not doing other things that you enjoy for the sake of being with him. And that's mm-hmm. not right. It's, again, it's finding the balance, you say, it's such a, doing the things you want to do. It's such a mature do. thing to have yeah. done. Like, you've shown so much maturity and you will, you will have grown as a person mm. because, of, because of this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've recognized that you've grown as a person, but you know- and You can work on yourself. You, yeah. And you know now, you know, For going future forward, situations, yeah, you're ha- confident to have those conversations. Have the conversation and, you know, when something isn't serving you to address, address the situation. It. And if it is, it still isn't serving you to move on from it. Mm. And you know that you've, you've done it before, so you can do it again. Mm-hmm. And we know how hard that is. We've all been, yeah. you know, when you really like someone, we completely, completely 100% understand that but the the longer you put energy into the person that isn't actually the right one for you the longer you're distancing yourself from the person who is actually so right for you and do you know what that person oh you know maybe around the corner but also we're not even worried about that person because right now we're worried about you and we want you know this is a time this is an opportunity it's a gift from the universe to actually say here's some time for you to Mm. work on yourself to focus on your job and your friends and your family right now um and then when the the right person comes along they will come along at the right time but the longer you put energy into someone that you know isn't the person for you the longer you're just blocking what is right for you so this is all meant to be this is part of your plan part of your path um this is this is all working out the way it was supposed to yeah um and you sound like you've dealt with it in such a mature way mm. and we're so proud of you yeah so proud. and this is just treat it as like a a gift to really it's free time and energy you've got all this energy that you were giving to him that you can now yeah give wherever wherever you like whether it's work friends family so use that wisely really focus on yourself and then you know down the line who knows Mm -hmm. thank you for writing in thank you so much for the update i'm glad that you're doing okay please feel free to write in again with any further updates (laughs) we wish we're we're now very invested in your life yeah (laughs) we are so please keep in touch we love you Okay, so time for our last dilemma of the podcast. So the subject for this email is he doesn't want children. Okay, so it says, Hi ladies, Lucinda here with a dilemma for you. I've been with my boyfriend nearly a year now and I've just found out he doesn't want children in the future. We're planning on moving in together and everything about our relationship is pretty perfect, but I've always wanted children and started a family and starting a family in the future is something I know I definitely want. We've had multiple conversations and he says that he may change his mind in the future, but that right now it's not something he can see himself ever Mm. wanting. What shall I do? 
Now, the only thing about this um, dilemma is she doesn't have her age. Not that that matters, actually. Sorry. Um, but, like, is she kind of... Well, I guess is if she you're 20... I'm assuming she's in her 20. I don't know. That could just be a massive assumption. But it, sh- it shouldn't really matter, I guess. At the end no. of the day, it's a conversation and it's the same... You know, it shouldn't matter, but if your boyfriend if you're 21, is twenty to twenty-five, then yeah, then he's not. Yeah, gonna obviously s- he's not going to want kids. But yeah. if he's, I don't know, twenty-eight to thirty-four, then maybe he's serious. He doesn't yeah. want kids. He, yeah, yeah, he probably could change his mind. It might be an immaturity thing, not an immaturity thing, but like a. I don't even want to think about having children. I think if at I this went, point, if he's really young, yeah, if I went on a date with someone now, being my age, and the guy I'm assuming is my age or older. And he said he didn't want kids. I think I would take that on face value because yeah, you're old enough. You've had your career yeah. where you start your in your career in the thick of it. You're likely, you know, you're not living at home anymore. You've, you're mature. You're an yeah, adult. Yeah. That I think it's less likely that he would change his mind. So if I know I definitely want kids, and I, he's telling me he doesn't, I would take that at face value. I think it kind of ties into a dilemma we had previously, where it's like you know, the guy you're seeing tells you he doesn't want a relationship. So do we stay with him to change, to see if he changes his mind mm. or not? And risky. I do think, That's risky you know, because you're waste, it's risky because he's been upfront and honest with yeah. you and you, we can't fault him for that. It's not what we want to hear, but we and can't you're asking fault someone, him for that. And you're asking someone to change their, you know, their opinions, their values, what they want. Mm. And if they are adamant that they don't want to be, no. to be a dad, don't want children, then yeah. that is fair enough there's it's, fair enough it, that they don't want you that. need to make decisions based on what he's telling yeah, you i yeah. think and i think you know i think he's probably this may sound a bit harsh he's probably saying i might change my mind in the future so that he doesn't lose you because maybe yeah. he's hoping you'll change yeah. your mind in the future yeah. i think that you, you need do, to think how serious is this to you yeah you you need to take it at face value and because you move in together you get two three years down the line he doesn't want kids and you still do you're gonna be back to square one three years down the line with information you have now this is kind of a mm. bit like um uh, a situation on the bold type so the bold type is a netflix um yeah, series love really, bold type. really good recommend Stunning. it but do you remember sarah in the last few episodes yes um what's her name again uh why Sutton. Sutton and her Richard husband so they they got married, married. and she kind of said she she's 26 mm. in the program he's in his he's 40 and you know they discussed when they were kind of dating they discussed children and she was like well I don't want children now but like you know in the future yeah I might I'll probably want children yeah anyway they get married and then um she falls pregnant has a miscarriage mm. and she's like it's made me realize I really don't want to ever have children yeah. oh. and he's like but you didn't tell me that we've just got married and yeah. she's like yeah because I've only just realized that it's I just it's not oh. something that I want in my future and I'm really sorry but I don't want it and so he ends the marriage oh my and God. they've only been together for like a year or yeah. something and he ends marriage because he's like that's, that's so important wants- to me yeah. and you know it's such a massive thing yeah that's more important to me than the relationship because uh, yeah. i've always wanted to be a dad so and it's n- exactly it's nothing against that person you you still love that person you still get everything going on with your partner but logistically it's not right if one of you mm. wants kids and the other logistically it's just never going to work it's not compatible and i think you don't want to resent going, each other down sorry the line, if, if we've no. ruined the bowl type for you there but <laughs> oh yeah that was literally the fight of them sorry yeah, about that shit um but i can't remember if we were literally just talking about this on the podcast or off the podcast but we were talking about the biological clock 
Was that on off or off air? That, that was off the podcast. That was off air. So we were just talking about biological clocks. And um, because I said, I, someone asked me, at what age did you want to have a yeah. child? And I didn't know how to answer that. No. Because it's really hard. And, and you, your instant answer instant kind of reaction is to say 30. well it's got to be before this age yeah. because b- because after that then yeah it's really hard the to clock. have children and you said about this yeah so you- i think that um although the conversation we had offer we were basically saying oh the biological clock yes obviously it's a thing but it's been made into more of a thing yeah like, we know plenty of people that are having well, babies society. later on in life yeah. yeah that actually in this scenario for this dilemma that is something you're going to have to think about depending on your age. Because if you do spend four years with this guy for him to turn Waiting around and say he still doesn't want mind. kids yeah. and you still do and you break up then, obviously you've lost four years of your biological yeah. clock. Yeah. And I think that thinking of it, you just really have to take it on face value, work out if you're willing to compromise to be with him. Because he's clearly, from what he's saying... God, that's such a sacrifice. It's such a huge compromise because it's life altering, and it's like it comes down to what what do you value more, your love and relationship with this person, or to have a child? Like it's and you don't even know if you will have kids in the future. Like it's the hardest decision. Yeah, what if you can't even have children? Like oh my god, I can't imagine being put in that situation. I think if you know what you if you broke up with him now. And, and then, then you, you saw him yeah. in five years' time with a baby. Which may well happen. Yeah. Because you just never you know never in know. life. But I think if you know that you want children and you really do know that, like, you can't think, what if? Because no. if you know you want children and that means a lot to you, for me, it means a lot to me. I want a family. I want I want to have children and a big mm. family. And that's important to me. And I think you, you shouldn't sacrifice what you want. Yeah, everyone has a vision, I think, that you immediately come back to like when you're you know in your 30s 40s 50s i think we all have a vision of what it looks like and i think if that vision is involving kids every single time then you shouldn't sacrifice just as he shouldn't sacrifice what he wants either no unfortunately that's the thing we can't expect you you can't be mad at him although it's going to feel super frustrating You've asked the question. He's given you an honest and answer. Honest, yeah. That now it's up to you to do with that information. Just like information, he can't be mad you at will. you. Like exactly. it's, a, it's a two-way street. But what you can't be doing, and I know he says all the time, is continue with it, continuing and then resenting him for of it course, because he's yeah. been honest. He, he's yeah. then in a lose-lose situation. Yeah. So it's really being strict with yourself yeah, and saying and actually hard. saying what's what what do i want yeah more it's like, really oh, hard so hard like it's a really hard position to be in and i don't you know yeah so you. i know and i guess it does depend you on your age because you. you know if you're super young if you're yeah. 20 21 then i'd say give it a bit of time uh, because, yeah because don't be stressing you about know don't it. worry about that it's fine you've things got ages so and things, much in your 20s mm. and from being 21 people to change 30, so but if you're obviously older and you're really starting to think mm. okay i you know you're start, starting to plan if you're seeing kids in your like five-year plan yeah then it's time for you to have a serious, yeah. you know, a little think with yourself. But it's not an easy decision. No, and a lot of people really must shit. be going through that as well. Yeah, so if I'm anyone sure has any advice one. with that kind of thing, please send it in. Because none of us, you know, we haven't been in that situation no. ourselves. So it's really hard for us to put ourselves in that position and yeah. give advice. But, you know, just know that it's you're not alone in pretty much, you know, lots of, most women are going to think at some point, you know, they're going to think about this. Yeah. You know, when are they going to have babies? Are they going to have babies? And it's like, it is a diff- such a difficult one, but I think talk about it, you mm-hmm. know, with your friends and family and with with obviously this other person. Mm. 
I do think, I think like we've said this before on the podcast, but from my dating experience, it does come up in the first few dates. Like, do you want to get married? Do in, you a, in a yeah. jokey way. And not like, not from like me and my side, like it's the guys bringing it up. And I find that super interesting. Mm. And maybe it is the age that we are, that everyone's kind of thinking about it. Or they're thinking, do you, because I don't, or do you, because I do. Well, that's so scary, just gauging. It? It's because the age we are. Scares the shit out of me. Maybe that needs to be a question that you raise on your first date, Sarah. <laughs> do you want kids? Do you want kids? Do you want kids? When? How many? And just give me a time frame, please. Just give me a time Thank frame, you. honey. Anyway, thanks for that dilemma. In. We really appreciate it and wishing you all the best yes. of luck. Good luck. Okay, so time for our book recommendation of the week. Take it away, Lauren. So, um, obviously, Paula recommended the book uh, Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies. And <laughs> I love Lauren saying that. That's the first time she's ever sworn in this podcast. I know. And now she said it twice. It's okay, that was because it was a It's an interesting title. title. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we thought... I like the we'll title. Use that, we'll use that as a book recommendation. It, it, you, you kind of get what it's about. It's like... Yeah. So do shout, it for you. Shout out to you, Paula. Paula. Um, and do you want me to read the blurb? Go for yeah. it. So um, it says, by the time, so, but by the time she was in her 20s, Tara Shushta was a rising TV executive who had worked for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and helped launch Key and Peel to viral superstardom. For all appearances, by all appearances, sorry, she had mastered being a grown-up, but beneath that veneer of success, she was a chronically anxious, self-medicating mess. No one knew her road to adulthood had been paved with depression, anxiety and shame, owing in large part to her minimally parented upbringing. She realised she'd hit rock bottom rock bottom when she was drunk dialed her therapist pleading for help buy yourself the fucking lilies is the story of tara tara's path to reparenting herself and becoming a ninja of self-love mm. through simple daily rituals tara transformed transformed her mind body and relationships and shows you how to one fake gratitude until you actually feel gratitude Love two that. excavate your emotional wounds and heal them with kindness Love. three identify your self-limiting beliefs kick them to the curb and start living a life you choose yes amazing four silence your inner frenemy and shield yourself from self-criticism five carve out time each morning to start your day empowered inspired and ready to rule and then five sorry six create a life you truly totally fucking love. yes wow. i love that there's a lot of crossover there with like the the manifest book that we harp on about yeah. the steps to manifesting there's a lot yeah. of those kind of points there there's lots of crossover, which is I'm super obsessed. interesting. I and think I really like that. Yeah, I want to read gonna that. Read it. We should. We're gonna. We're gonna personally get that book, mm, read yeah. it. So if you do, let us, let know, us know what you think. We're starting book club. Yeah. Thank you I again, know. Paula, for yeah. the yeah. That's a really good one. Really love good. that. Love it. And um, our quote sort of relates to that and what we've been talking about today, and it says this. Work on you, do you, love you, celebrate you. And as you become more, you will begin to attract more opportunities and the right people will start to appear more in your life. Yeah, mm -hmm. so true. So it's like, you can't really give yourself fully to other people, you know, until you have, well, no. until you're happy within yourself. It's the classic saying, if you can't love yourself, then... Then you can't love anyone no. else properly. It's anyway. like Lizzo's song, Are You Ready To Be Loved? Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, and it's all it's basically talking about if you don't love yourself yeah you can't be ready to be loved by no. someone else you can't be you can't be ready to be loved by someone else absolutely not and i think 
you know, we need to do it for you, live your life for you and no one else. It's not necessarily then, an easy thing to do either, no, but it's, it's just so working hard. on trying to exactly I feel like we all constantly fall in traps and it's not just relationships obviously it's everything we do Mm -hmm. that isn't serving us you fall into the trap of just doing it because it's the easiest thing to do comfort zones people pushing ourselves out of those comfort Mm. zones oh did I say as well I've been going to some networking events recently Mm. and I went to one a few weeks ago and I wasn't sure whether to go or not because Alex wasn't very well and we were going to go together and I was like oh do I go on my own anyway I'd had a bit of a bad day and I was like you know what I'm going to go to the networking event and I met a girl there and she'd said the same thing she was like oh it's raining I didn't really know if I wanted to come today um but anyway she was like what I thought was what would my um what would, what would, what would her higher she self was, yeah, do? What would my higher self do? Oh. What, if, you know, if I was like, if the I was perfect. the perfect version of myself, yeah. the best version of myself, what would she do? And she was wow. like, she would come. So yeah. she was like, I came. And I so love that. Good. Love that. And, and we were you, so proud of you for and going. You met, like, and you met each other. Yeah. yeah. So even from that experience. And you got a lead from yeah. it as well. Like a job lead. Um, yeah. Not a job, yeah. like a work so, lead. Yeah. So like, to do with work. Yeah, and I really like that because I think sometimes you're, you know, it's so easy to be like, oh, I can't be bothered to do that yeah. today. You know, oh my God, I'm in yeah. a trap like that at the moment with the gym. I need to get back yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, But, Let's you know, you get into that. But actually, if you question. say, what would my my yeah. higher self do? Okay, I would go. It would, so it would be true. to go. Yeah, so that does help. That helped me. Wow, yeah, okay. I'm going to really do good. that this week. What would my higher self do? What would my, what higher, would my higher self, self do? do? I know, it is. When you, when you really focus on yourself, you see a difference mm-hmm. I mean I and it is it comes down to being self-aware like last week and well the few weeks like you say we've we've been off the gym a bit mm. and I just knew that I felt rubbish and I realized I'm feeling worse when I don't get up at the same time every day yeah. so I've implemented this week to get up at the same time every day office or not for a routine I feel so much good. better for yeah it. it's and like it's working out what you, it's working out yeah. what feels good for you because for someone else that might not won't work that won't exactly. work for them exactly. but for you you figured out okay that makes me feel yeah. good so that's what i'm gonna that's do what so I'm gonna great do. so it's just recognizing when you feel most happiest and when you feel like most yeah. at peace and like calm mm-hmm. and positive and motivated and then mm. actually doing something about it and yeah, implementing definitely. that routine as you say yeah. for you so yeah i think we're gonna work on ourselves this week we're gonna say what would our higher self do yeah. i'm gonna smash it when we're i say smash, smash it, it smash it it's nearly the end of this week but i'm talking about the next seven days until like the in, next um, podcast gavin and stacy when um what's his name smithy's at the gym and bryn's like what are you gonna do he's like i'm gonna smash yeah. it <laughs> we are gonna smash it it's like baba tunde and i'm a celebrity last night <laughs> baba tunde he smashed it he did he did his higher self was proud of him. His higher self was <laughs> so proud. Anyway, going off on a tangent. Uh, have a lovely week. And thank have you for listening. We will see you next week. Like, subscribe. Sorry, just a reminder, our Instagram, at Tackling Our Twenties. Subscribe. Give on us a five-star review. Five-star review on Spotify. Spotify. Send in dilemmas. Send in funny stories. Please, please, please. We can't do it without you. We love, love you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.